Hey guys, what's going on? This is Travis Johnson with the Hunting, Fishing, and Trapping Podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in to this podcast, and I hope you enjoy. So, um, if y'all follow me on uh, any social media, y'all would have noticed that I got a, a little present back. Um, and uh, I've been waiting for this for about a year and a half now. And... Uh, I was tickled to death when it came back, and uh, that was my 10-point that I killed down in Mississippi. Um, I got a call from the taxidermist. He told us that it was done, and uh, so me and my daddy and my mama went out there to uh, go pick it up. And guys, as soon as I seen it, it, you know, my mouth dropped. I was tickled to death, to say the least. I was really, really excited. So uh, we took it home, and... uh, we uh, put it on the wall, and uh, I'm really tickled to death with it. So uh, I thought on this podcast, uh, while I was sitting there looking at it, um, I thought I'd do a podcast over the story uh, of me uh, going down to Mississippi, me and Chip, uh, or me and Clint going down to Mississippi, and uh, me being able to uh, being really blessed to kill that deer. So um, right off the bat, that that buck is uh, really special to me. Special to me, not only because it's uh, my biggest one yet, but also that was the first time I was ever hunting outside the state of Tennessee. Um, and first off, I want to thank uh, Chip Davis for inviting me and Clint down uh, to his property and allowing us to go down there and hunt. And I also want to thank uh, Clint for allowing me to tag along with him. So what I brought down on this trip was uh, I brought some camouflage clothes, um, an orange vest and hat, some binoculars, uh, and a some 308 bullets and of course my 308 and uh i bought the license down there in mississippi um now the gun that i brought um it was my 308 it's a ruger gun sight scout rifle and uh, i actually bought it five days after i turned 18 and uh i was looking for a pretty good deer rifle uh, for a while, I hunted with my 30 out six, but I wanted to get uh, a 308 uh, just because I didn't have one. And uh, I found out some information on that uh, scout rifle, and uh, I really, I really liked it. And uh, I had the money saved up about a week or two before my 18th birthday, and I thought I'll just wait until. Uh, I turned 18 that way I can uh, buy the gun myself and do a you know a background check myself and uh, stuff like that so I went down to uh, the Cabela's in Georgia right across the Tennessee line and I knew that um, a store in Georgia could sell rifles to a Tennessee resident but they can't sell a pistol to a Tennessee resident it's kind of like the same here in uh, Tennessee, uh, here in Tennessee, a store that is located in Tennessee can sell a 
rifle or shotgun and pistol to a Tennessee resident. But if you're a person uh, from Georgia or anywhere out of state, um, you can come up and buy a rifle and a shotgun, but not a pistol. Um, they're a little more strict on the pistols. But before uh, you buy uh, any of those guns, you got to be legal age, of course, and uh, it's a 18 for a rifle and shotgun and 21 for a pistol, so I was old enough to buy that gun uh, myself. So I did the background check. It didn't take too long, about 15 or 20 minutes, and uh, I left with the gun and a box of bullets for it. And I was happier than a tornado in a, tra in a trailer park. And I hunted with that gun uh, here in Tennessee before we went down there um, to Mississippi. Um, and uh, I didn't kill anything with it. So uh, when I found out that uh, me and Clint was going to be able to go uh, to Mississippi and hunt, I thought I'd bring that thing along with me. So when me and Clint arrived at uh, Chip's, we first did a radio show with uh, Chip and Chip's son Bailey. And uh, I remember uh, we, uh, we talked about, me and Bailey, we talked about uh, what it was like working in the trapping industry, how he worked with uh, how Bailey worked with Chip uh, in their uh, company, Expand-A-Pan, and how I worked with uh, Predator Control Group. And I also learned about uh, the live coyote market that uh, Chip explained on the podcast. So after the podcast, we went hunting that evening, and me and Chip were going to be in a box blind together. So I decided, you know, I wasn't going to put any camouflage on. I was just uh, going to go out in the clothes I had on. I had on, you know, my my boots and uh, some uh, blue jeans and a hoodie. Because it was, I think, around 50, 60 degrees. Uh, and I put on my orange vest and uh, my orange hat. Um, now, here in Tennessee, we have to have up to 500 square inches or no, it's, yeah, it's uh, 500 square inches of orange, and they uh, want you to wear a hat, an orange hat, and an orange vest. But uh, down in Mississippi, you only have to have the orange vest, but I thought I'd wear the hat too, because uh, it's a Tennessee Volunteer hat, and uh, I'm a big Tennessee Vols fan, so... I figured I'd wear it since I like wearing it. But uh, while we were hunting in Mississippi, I noticed down there um, their fields is massive. Um, it's I, I thought we had pretty big fields here in East Tennessee, and you know you ride over to Middle Tennessee. Uh, I thought we had you know pretty good sized fields, but no, they're absolutely nothing compared to their fields over there they're humongous um, but around here you know uh, East Tennessee we have mountains around and 
in middle Tennessee, uh, there's it's more hilly, but uh, there's still a, a few mountains. But uh, but here in East Tennessee, it's more mountain-like. And down there, uh, where we was hunting, there wasn't no mountains. It was just all basically flat, and the fields were humongous. But uh, in in East Tennessee, our uh, one of our biggest problems is, you know, if, especially if you're hunting in the hardwoods and especially the pines, is getting a shot on a deer even 40 yards from you. I mean, it's it's just so thick and stuff, and especially in the pines, um, it's just so thick that uh, it's hard to get a shot off, a good clean shot. But uh, if you hunt the fields, um, you know, biggest field I've hunted was a 150, 200 yard uh, field, but uh, out there, them fields were huge. Um, but anyway, um, me and Chip was on the way uh, to, the to the box blind we was hunting in, and uh, we ran up on a hog, and the hog darted off, and that was the first time I ever was you know pretty close up to a hog before now we have hogs here in tennessee but i've never had an encounter uh with one until then so that was pretty cool and uh we also seen three uh does on the way to the box blind but uh we got up in that box blind and probably 30 minutes passed and uh a doe popped out and it was a smaller doe probably a yearling and uh, you can tell uh, if they're a yearling from a mature doe because they're, of course, are going to be smaller and the head's going to be smaller. But um, we uh, we also seen a armadillo, and uh, that was the first time I've ever seen an armadillo, um, a live armadillo. Um, I've seen two armadillos here in Tennessee, and they've both been dead on the highway from where someone ran over them. So it was pretty cool seeing a, a live armadillo. Um, you know, one reason is because, you know, that, that's the first time I've seen one. So it was pretty cool. And uh, speaking about armadillos, uh, if you go on YouTube and look up a video called Dilla Killer, you will see Chip kill a Pope and Young armadillo from uh, 1,100 yards away. So y'all go check out that video. It's uh, D-I-L-L-A-K-I-L-L-A. Dilla killer. But um, anyway, we also seen a, a fox squirrel. And uh, here in Tennessee, I've only seen one fox squirrel. Um, and uh, I've always been told that they're uh, more in uh, Middle Tennessee and West Tennessee. Um, but the difference between a fox squirrel and a gray squirrel, um, like the ones we have around here in East Tennessee, the gray squirrels, um, the gray squirrels, will they're gray, of course, and the fox squirrels are uh, red. They have a, you know, all the way down their stomach's red. 
and uh, the red the red fox squirrels are uh, uh, quite a bit difference in uh, size they're uh, bigger so that means uh, more uh, more meat on them but uh, after the fox squirrel left uh, that field and went into the woods uh, it was about an hour nine and a half later um, I remember I was looking out uh, to the field and uh, Chip told me hey there, there's a deer out there he, we were whispering of course um, and um, I seen it and uh, Chip looked through it through the binoculars and uh, he he said it looks like a pretty good buck and uh, I looked through the binoculars and uh, I seen the horns and, uh, and I thought hey that's that's a pretty big one and uh, I, I started you know especially after looking at the horns and I, I ain't gonna lie guys uh, you know even a doe I, I get deer fever you know I just I get to shaking but uh, especially on this deer I was I was pretty tore up. I was uh, getting really excited. But uh, he came out of the wood line there about 10, 15 yards. And uh, we noticed another buck uh, came out. And uh, it was probably 60 yards from him. It came out of the woods. And it was a five point. And I remember seeing them both out there in that field. And uh, I was thinking, man, that 10 point, that's a big old deer. <laughs> but um, Chip asked me if I wanted to take a shot on it. And uh, I remember I asked him if, if he cared, um, you know, because down there in Mississippi, they got a, a antler restrictions. Um, here in Tennessee, we don't have that. But uh, down there, they got to be so big before you can kill them. And... He told me, no, nah, it's big enough. Uh, if you want to shoot it, you can. So I was like, heck yeah. I grabbed the gun there and uh, I made a little bit of a mistake uh, when I brought the gun up and put it out the window. I guess I was uh, so antsy that uh, <laughs> I I bumped the, the box blind when I brought it up and stuck the gun out of the box blind window. Uh, I bumped the, the bottom of, of the gun on the box blind and uh, I remember that deer it just it stood there and it looked at us for uh, about five ten seconds but after that it it just it started looking around like it, it knew something was up and uh, it, it just it kept standing there and it, it was facing right directly at us like I was looking at the deer and I seen its head, it was uh, closest to us, so I couldn't have shot it then because it wasn't broadside. And uh, he, he just kept kept standing there and he, he was just looking around and he'd go down to eat. And like I said, he's, you know, standing uh, face to face with us, you know. And he's about 220 yards, I think. Uh, I know Chip had a rangefinder and uh he seen how far it was i think it was 220 yards but uh he he just kept standing out there and by then i think the five point he went on in the woods but uh we didn't i don't think that i spooked the five point off 
because you know if if I would have spooked him off at ten point, would have seen him running and he would have got the heck out of there. But uh, honestly, I was just uh, standing there staring at the ten point. <laughs> but um, it, it did. It just it stood there for what seemed like fifteen or twenty minutes, and I was like, "This deer ain't never going to move." <laughs> but uh, it finally finally turned broadside on us and uh and i had my gun up already and uh i i shot it and it dropped and i'm gonna be honest with you though uh i don't care to admit this at all but uh i guess with all the emotions and everything going on you know that's pretty big deer out there um first hunt ever in Mississippi um, I I forgot to hang on to my gun uh, <laughs> and thankfully that a uh, 308 believe it or not it does not kick hard at all I mean uh, a 10 year old can shoot it and they think it's a 20 20 gauge um, shotgun but uh, I remember it just barely bumped my eye but uh, if it would have kicked like my 30 out 6 or you know, some other 308s out there, I probably would have had a black eye, but, uh, <laughs> but honestly, it, it wouldn't have mattered to me if it would have gave me a black eye or a whole black face. I was, I was just happy that I killed that deer. I was, I'm telling you, I don't know how to describe the emotions that I was going through. I was an antsied up and fired up to say the least. I mean, I'm getting fired up just talking about it. And I remember walking up on it and putting my hands on the rack there, and I was like, "This is this is definitely the biggest one I've killed." And uh, I was, I, I was thinking, you know, holy cow, I, I killed this sucker. And I was thinking, I, you know, holy cow, first hunt ever in Mississippi. Uh killed my biggest deer yet uh killed it with uh, my 308 so that was the first thing it ever killed so i was thinking you know i i think i want to get this sucker mounted so that's why i had that sucker mounted and uh i remember when we got back uh first person i i told about it was my daddy uh my phone actually died when we was out there, so I couldn't get a picture of it. But uh, I got back uh, to Chip's house, and I charged up my phone there. And uh, I sent him a picture of it and called him. And uh, I, I was definitely excited. And when I told him uh, I killed one and he seen the picture, uh, he, he said, that, that's, that's a pretty good deer. And... Uh, he was he was really excited for me as well and he even asked he said well are you planning on taking it home and i said yeah it's it's my biggest one ever and uh he told me well since it's from mississippi <clears throat> you know we got we got deer in the house uh they're all they've all been killed in tennessee and uh he told me since it's from mississippi i'll i'll cut you a deal here he told me that he would pay for the deer to get mounted, but there was a little bit of a kicker. 
it would be uh, in his house and it would remain uh, you know it'd be my deer that I killed but it would stay in his house and on his wall until he died and then I could take it so I couldn't complain too much he was going to pay for it and I was just happy that I that I killed one I was just happy being down there I mean that was I, I was really blessed to be able to go on that trip and guys I also I learned so much down there than than what I knew before I went down there I mean I learned uh, from Chip uh, how to tell a uh, hog traps or hog uh, tracks from deer tracks how they're more circular and uh, he also uh, taught me that hogs can't see too well and I also seen the damage uh, that was done on his property by hogs I mean I, I went down there uh, to Mississippi and I, I didn't know a thing about hogs I mean I've never even seen one while hunting or never even seen one up close I seen them on TV and people killing them all the time on TV but uh you know down there was the first time I ever was you know up close to them and uh, I remember Chip telling me you know if you see one hog kill ten of them you know he he really he don't like them suckers too much and you know, after seeing the damage on on his property, you know, I, I can see why he don't like them too much. They are they're they're a nuisance. But uh, I also got to meet uh, Chip's family and enjoyed being around them. They're really great people. And uh, but most of all, I I made uh, memories that I'll never forget until I'm six feet in the ground. And uh, that's what it's all about. It don't matter, you know, what what you kill how big the deer is um but uh what matters is, is memories with good folks so uh and speaking about chip i wanted to uh talk to you about uh just how much he knows about uh turkey hunting uh this past turkey season uh i didn't uh kill one but uh chip has killed a ton of turkeys I mean, it's it's crazy of how much he uh, he knows about turkey hunting. He's a he's not a turkey hunter. He's a turkey killer. Let me tell you. I mean, he's if I know half as much as what he does by the time I'm older, then I, I'll be doing something, guys. Cause he he does he knows a lot about them, and he's been uh, giving me some helpful uh, tips and tricks on turkey hunting and i really do i appreciate it but uh but guys that's about it on on this podcast uh i hope you enjoyed it and i'll see you next week